Welcome to Our Parents Did What? A Tour of the Parenting Perils of Yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hello, Diane. Hi, Jen. How's it going? It's really good. Yeah, it's real good. Good. I'm good right now. Good. I'm glad. Shall we? Mom moments. Let's do it. Should I go first? I'll go first. Yeah, you do it first. Let's go. I'm going to go first because you already know this one kind of, but I wanted to say it anyway. You might know some of mine too. (laughs) So we're sitting on the couch like a week ago and I mentioned to Chuck that my student, Emma, needs to reschedule her lesson. And Rini starts going, Emma? Emma? Where's Emma? Mama, Mama, where's Emma? Let's go see Emma. And I was like, And I'm thinking, like, she's got to be talking about her cousin, Emma, but, like, she hasn't seen her cousin, Emma, since, like, Joey's birthday. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, like it since she was little. So I was like, does she remember that? I don't know. And I was like, Emma who? And she was like, Emma. Like, hello, mom, Emma. And I was like, your your cousin, Emma? She was like, yeah, cousin Emma. Where is she? I was like, she's at her house. I don't know. (laughs) And I was like, do you want to see Emma? And this was like the middle of the day. So I was like, this isn't happening now. Yeah. She was like, she was like, yeah, let's go see Emma. And I was like, well, we can't go see Emma. And then like, I kind of just brushed it off. And then she did it again, like two days ago when I texted you. Yeah. And she was like, I was talking about my student again. And she was like, Emma, Emma, where is Emma? And I was like, okay. And then I texted you and was like, we, and then you said we should get like a FaceTime together or something. And I was like, yeah, we should because apparently Rini is Emma obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rini is, I don't know how to, like a celebrity around here just because we have like a couple, (laughs) a couple like books with pictures of her in it or whatever. And I'm like, well, this is Mm cousin Rini. This is cousin Evie. And you know, like, um, so I think that, yeah, it's funny, these little memories that they hold on to that you're sort of like, there's no way that they're going to remember. They don't have working memory yet, but they have enough of a memory of it or they hear it referred to enough times that it's like somehow solidified. So we, we went out, when was it? We went out two weeks ago to get hibachi because as you know, hibachi in the, in the Salomon and now Tierney household is like a big thing. Um, And so we were like, Oh, we're going to go somewhere special for dinner tonight. And, and, Joey looked at me and he was like, where? Because you, <laughs> usually we go like get Chipotle or like whatever. So the fact that I said somewhere special, he was like, oh. and he looked at me and he went, the place with the fire. I was oh. like, <laughs> yes, but how do you know that? Yeah. He was like, because we went there and I loved it. And I was like, Joey, we haven't been to the place with the fire since before the pandemic. Like, how do you even remember that? It was like just three. I was, I was like, I don't, what? <laughs> like, how do you remember That's that? so crazy. We just So like I, kids are really funny. The, the things that they like happen to remember. And when we got there, he like knew exactly what he wanted. He was like, oh, I love the soup. I was like, how do you remember any of this? <laughs> you nut. So yeah, he was so excited. That's time. so funny. Yeah. 
who's like, is he going to have the little bullet? I don't know if you've been to a a Bahachi place where they have like the little spray thing that sprays water or wine into your mouth, but it's like, it looks like a little boy peeing. Yes. Is he going to use the little boy? And it's like, I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) And like one of the chefs at the other table did it to the, to the family sitting there, but our guy didn't do it to us. And Joey was like, we didn't do the little boy. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> Deeply disappointing. <laughs> I was like, I guess we got to give him a worse tip, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's yeah. great. We'll have to like get a little date going for a mm-hmm. virtual date for the two Absolutely. of them. Absolutely, I think they would love it. We've been doing a lot of caribou. We have a subscription to caribou. So what what is caribou? Because you said that in the text, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, caribou is great. It's it's like FaceTime, but. Um, not only do you see one another's faces, but you usually do it on like the iPad. Um, I don't know if you have an iPad. I don't. Okay. We, I mean, I think you can do it on a phone though. Um, but it's for reading books and doing activities together. So the screen is primarily full of the book you're reading or the activity that you're doing. Like you can color, you can do all kinds oh. of things. And then it's got your little picture in the corner so that you can see the other person while you're reading the book or doing the activity together. So it's super fun. That's really cool. So she does that with grandparents and and uh, family friends and things like that. So, yeah. Well, iPad is on the docket for things we want to get. So perhaps that will come soon. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I, I highly recommend. I was very anti-iPad for a long time. And then we got one and I was like, yeah, this thing's great. <laughs> So with the, the the beginning of this new sort of season for the show, we're, we're going to be recording episodes in series. So we're going to have several episodes now that will be about this topic and we'll, we'll explore slightly different things in each of those episodes. And so you'll get, you know, these shorter episodes that all talk about the same thing. And so that's just to give you a taste of what, of what is coming mm-hmm. to our, our lovely listeners. So this episode and the, the next few, we're going to be talking about the history of playgrounds. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, so, so I've done some of the research. Diane's done some of the research, and and we're gonna we're gonna chat through sort of how playgrounds and play equipment and and children's play devices have sort of ad- adapted and grown and evolved over time, um, and and then we'll talk a little bit about where we are today, what playgrounds are like, you know, right now, if I brought my kids down to the playground, what kind of an experience we're going to have. So yeah, so let's get started. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when I started looking into playgrounds, I was like, okay, what's, what's like the quintessential playground item? And then I will look that up and look at the history of that up. And then we'll see where it goes from there. So the very first thing I looked up was the swing. Hmm. To me, that's like, if there's a swing, there's a playground. Yeah. And so so I looked it up and I was really I was very surprised because I wasn't expecting the swing to be super old. I was expecting it to be maybe like, you know, 1600, 1700, something like that. But what I discovered is that there are paintings and and vases with carvings on them from ancient Greece from like the 5th century BC Whoa. of swings. <laughs> I was like, "What?" crazy so there's all this very very old like wooden plank two pieces of rope yeah wings been around for a long time i guess that makes sense when you really think about it 
Like it's such a it's such a minimal thing to make. Yeah. But yep. wow. So yeah, so it's been around for a really long time. I from what I could see, it's the oldest play structure. So I, I didn't find anything else in my research that was that had a, a beginning before that. So mm. there's obviously games and things from before that, but for like things that exist on a playground today, that's the oldest. So that was how swings existed for a very, very, very long time. And then in the 1700s, we start to see images, paintings of swings that depict something slightly different. So, you know, in the, I guess, historically, it seemed like it was really this, this thing for children to play on. But then in the 1700s, there's all these paintings of women on swings with a with like a man holding a rope that he's pulling um, oh. to like pull her back and forth. So she's like sort of daintily sitting with this big poofy dress with her feet like, you know, crossed. Yes. And he's like pulling this rope for the for the swing. And so swings for a period of time were seen as this like very romantic, whimsical courtship sort of aesthetic, you know, and so it wasn't necessarily only for children. It was also this thing that that men and women did during their leisure time that was very Aww, sweet how and charming, darling. Right. So then we we move forward a little bit to the US. Most of so so there's some stuff with playgrounds and swings and things that that, that will take us out of the US, but the majority of, of my research all has US stuff in it. So in the pioneer days, <laughs> as people were like moving across the country and going further west, you had all these people who were traveling with children. And so if you wanted to do something that was fun and simple and kind of get your wiggles out when you stopped and made camp and rested or whatever – Swings were really easy, so they'd have a piece of rope and so or some pieces of rope and a piece of wood, or they could sometimes find a piece of wood on the ground wherever they were and set up a swing on a tree so the kids could play. Um, so it was like the the play equipment for pioneers who were traveling. It's like the portable playground, <laughs> exactly. So it was, and I mean, those exist now, like portable yeah. swings, they're like very common so um but one of my favorite things that i found while i was doing this research this just like tickled me um so one of the sites was talking about pioneers traveling in their cupboard wagons cupboard c-u-p-b-o-a-r-d and for a moment i was like wait have i been saying it wrong all this time? no no it's covered wagon no we know this from the oregon trail <laughs> yes i was like is it cupboard wagon I was very confused for a moment. <laughs> like I was like, oh no. Could you imagine? I was like, well, I guess it's kind of like a cupboard. They had all their stuff in it. I, I was mean, like, no, stop then. Stop. It's covered. It's definitely covered. <laughs> but it made me laugh pretty hard. So now we're going to talk about the very first playgrounds. We're going to kind of go back and forth between swings, playgrounds. There's some other equipment that we'll talk about. What I'm going to try to stay on like sort of a linear path, but this kind of jumps all over the place because it's just, it's where the research took me. You're getting it in the order in which I found it. Wonderful. So the first playgrounds were first made in, in what country, Diane? Take a good guess. <gasps> oh God. Um, mm, Germany. Germany. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. Because do you remember who was in Germany doing all of his amazing work who we talked about in our- Yes, but I, I can't remember his name. Shoot, what was his name? His name was Friedrich Froebel. Froebel, yes, Froebel's gifts. Yep. So he was he had like 
started the kindergarten movement. And so Mm -hmm. he had built these play structures for children next to the kindergarten classrooms for them to play in. And the purpose originally of playgrounds in his world was to teach children manners and how to play with others in an engaging and fun and a way that was like childlike that that was a natural way they would play together. So he constructed all of these things that they could kind of explore on and climb on and play with. So the very first playgrounds were attached to schools. Then Mm -hmm. the first public playground was built in Manchester, England in 1859. So that was, yeah, the first public, public playground as opposed to like in association with the school. So then... So that was in 1859. So then in 1885, this was a fun one. In 1885, the Boston Women's Club built the first supervised public playground for children, right? So it was okay. the first playground where like there were there I don't know that it was public actually. I said the first supervised playground for children. So it was a it was a playground that adults would sort of watch over so that it wasn't just like a free for all free for all yeah so it was and it was called the boston sand gardens and it was literally just piles of sand for the oh kids my God. to like, stay on and build with and like and i was like this is amazing how cool is that but yeah so it was it was a, a a women's organization in in boston i was like oh it's great perfect yes wow give it to me ladies so so that was in 1885 so then the first u.s public playground so the first public playground was in Germany in 1859. The first U.S. public playground was built in San Francisco in Golden Gate Park in 1887. Whoa. Yep. This was also the advent of swing sets. Before this, it was just like a a standalone swing hung from a tree or whatever. But at in California, that's where we say, see swing sets. And they're always called swing sets because when those freestanding structures are made, they're always put two together. Mm. So that's where swing sets comes from. So then, (laughs) so by the late 1800s, we see that there's more of a demand for playgrounds. Would you care to guess why suddenly there's more of a demand for playgrounds? What was the year? In in the late 1800s. Um... Is that because is were there like child labor laws passed so like kids like couldn't like work in the factories anymore? That's exactly right, Diane. Way to go. <laughs> You're getting really good at this. You can't see it, but I'm doing like a big victory arm. I am on it tonight. <laughs> you are on it tonight. You got it. <laughs> I'm also fascinated by child labor like, like in a morbid way. So maybe that's why. <laughs> we'll do that another day. Soon upcoming series <laughs> that we will do. It will be all on child labor. Um, So – We've got child labor laws, and so now all of a sudden we're building swing sets. Then, during the Great Depression, uh, there were outdoor swing sets that were made by a group called Work Progress Administration, and it was partly done to create jobs. Just build swing sets for kids, we'll put you to work. (laughs) So it was like this public, um, it was a government-funded thing, and, you know, like, just let's build swing sets and and play structures and things. So so they put some people to work, which was great. But then, Diane, during World War II, (laughs) playgrounds were often raided for metal. Oh, I, I, you know, I was going to ask about that because, like, it became so scarce and rationed, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. 
So like you had all of this like construction of playground. It was all made out of galvanized steel that because that's what we were building things out of at that point. They grabbed all the steel to make things for the war effort. Oh, no. So then after World War II, there's this there's this huge spike in like prosperity and and like personal wealth and all this like the middle class was just like booming. And so that's when we get the creation of the home swing set. Because now every everybody wants a swing set in their backyard. Everybody right. wants a backyard play set. And, you know, so that's when all of that starts to happen right after World War II. So as I said a moment ago, um, in the early 20th century, play sets were made of galvanized steel. So this resulted in, as I'm sure you could guess, many, many injuries. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there was a lot of controversy about, you know, like whether or not playgrounds were safe and whether or not we should let children play on them unsupervised or even supervised. Blah, 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 blah. So there was a lot of back and forth and it's mm-hmm. very like political conversations about play structures and things. So eventually, in what we know today, they're now made out of much softer materials like wood, plastic. <laughs> Not, not even really wood anymore, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean like in between the galvanized steel and the plastic, right. it was a wood period. <laughs> I think I think during our childhoods, wood playgrounds were oh yeah. Very popular. Yeah, my my elementary school was wood playground. Wood and rubber. Well, yeah, wood wood and rubber. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um and that's that's one thing that I didn't do a lot of research into actually is the tire swing. That was like oh the tire swing. That was like it and we'll get to a little bit of that in a little bit. Um, but I think that people were like, we need to make like equipment for children out of soft stuff. Right. <laughs> we, can't, we can't use like these we can't just use hard metal. Let's just use a tire. <laughs> Well, that's it for swings. Uh, Join us again in two weeks for our next playground topic. And we're trying something new this season, mini episodes. Uh, We'll have a bite-sized mini episode for you next week to hold you over until our next full episode. So Diane and I are are very pleased to give a shout out to our mom, Kathy, who, um, well, she's my biological mother. She's <laughs> Diane's mother from, through marriage. Um, but our mother, Kathy Salomon, who in October of uh, 2021 published her first selection of memoirs, collection, collection of memoirs. Collection. Collection is the right word. And I, I helped her put them together and get them published, and they're quite lovely. It's If you love the nostalgia that you hear on this show, you will really love reading this book. It's, it's 1950s, New Jersey, Americana, Italian-American experience. It's, it's really, it really captures that um, aesthetic really well. So if you're interested in sort of exploring that world, I would encourage you to get a copy of the book. It's called Sewn in Silk City. Um, Silk City is what Patterson, New Jersey is colloquially known as. And um, it's it's a lovely little book. You can you read it real quick. They're they're short little memoirs. They're they're like one to three pages each. So so they're these nice little snack size stories that you can sit down and kind of like, you know, have a couple, come back for more later. It's very nice. Yes, I'm excited to read it. Yes, I think you will enjoy it. It's got a lot of things that will be familiar to you, I'm sure. Awesome. Um, so yeah, um, so you can find us online in many places. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are always at OPDW Podcast. 
you can send us email at opdwpodcast at gmail.com. And we love we love all the stories that you want to share with us. We love any feedback you want to give us. If you want to give us a review on whatever podcast listening platform you use, we're always thrilled to get those. They really help people find the show, and they just fill our hearts with so much love. So so, so much review rate and review our show. It makes us feel super super loved. And yeah, thank you for being here. Yes. And our music is by Theo Rosenberg. So thank you, Theo. Thank you, Theo. Okay, Jen. Until next time. Be sure you always have the makings of a swing in your cupboard wagon.